What's going on, golf addicts? Welcome to the AT&T Byron Nelson DraftKings Picks Preview Show. We're the Torch Junkies. I'm DB. I got Pat Perry. We've had a fantastic night already tonight. I'm drinking a weird gin that someone gave me for free. Mm. I, mean, I wouldn't even G&T. know where, where you would start drinking gin. Like, what would you put in it? Like, what do you G&T. have in there? Like, it's tonic. It's just tonic water and lime. That's it. What do you, I mean, I'm I don't going know. to Tito's. I'm going to Planet Tito's tonight. Yes! I was hoping you would do that. I'm excited for that. Um, Pat, now, I, you know, I'm not going to gloat too much because we already did it on the betting show, but we did hit. Yeah. I hit Max Homa on the betting card at 40-1, to 1, our 10th outright winner of the year. Um, so congratulations to me. But I want to talk a little bit right off the top about a little bit of uh, just, you know, game theory and DFS and just kind of how fine the lines are here, okay? Because um, this is important for people to know. As always, we are presented to you by our friends at Fantasy National. FantasyNational.com slash TJ is where you go to get 20% off any level membership, weekly, monthly, or annual memberships available. It has been our one-stop shop for all of our PGA Tour betting and DFS tools, whether it's models, custom models, um, ownership projections, course history, recent form, all the stats you could ever ask for, in-depth player profile stuff, in-depth course data and information. It is the one place that if, if we said you just you just go to one place to do this and to do this well, it's Fantasy National. And if you don't have a membership there, guess what? You're behind a lot of people, especially if you're playing DFS. Uh, you're going to get lapped in the field because there is data there that people have in their hands that you just don't. So go to fantasynational.com slash TJ, get the 20% off. And thank you to Fantasy National for sponsoring the podcast. So, Pat, here's how razor thin the line is sometimes. Last week on Friday, Corey Connors was the most popular player picked on average across DFS contests. He was owned around 26, 27% across most contests. He had like a 14-foot putt to make the cut on 18. Now, let me ask you a question. You do this for a living, kind of, Pat, kind of. I really do, but you kind of do. Is Corey Connors a guy that on the you know, 36th hole on Sunday, he has a 14-and-a-half-foot putt to make the cut? Is Corey Connors the guy that you want to you you bet your money on that he's going to make that putt? He, he, he would not be. No, he would not be. Correct. Unless you're Paul Azinger, who thinks he's one of the best putters on the PGA or, Tour. Or AC, our buddy AC. Or AC. Uh, yeah. So anyway, he didn't. Uh, he he didn't. He did. He's not the guy I would pick either. But he made it. Okay. So he makes it in on the cut. The the guy who's the most popular player owned, and then he ends up having a decent week. Like what did he? What did he? I don't even remember where he finished, but he had a decent week. Another guy, Pat, is Roy McIlroy, um, who late on Friday on the thirty sixth hole had to get up and down from you know a, like a sizable bunker. It was like a fifty foot bunker shot. Mm-hmm. Had yeah. to get up and down. Had a seven-foot putt to, to, to get the up and down, to get the Sandy, to play the weekend. Uh, he was like 24, 25% of he, he makes it. He makes the weekend on the number and then surges up the leaderboard to finish fifth or wherever he finishes. Which is not unusual for Rory Not Mac- unusual. It's not, a, not, not nearly as unusual as Corey Connors making that 15-footer. But it just goes to show you how, you know, those two things go the opposite direction and last week was a bloodbath in terms of the chalk, right? Uh, now, Max Homa ended up being a little more chalky than a lot of people. Well, Max it. and Keegan were, to me, a little too chalky for my liking. I, I yeah, think but I we thought Max. Keegan would be chalky. I don't yeah. remember seeing Max, Max's ownership projections pre, pre-Thursday, like 
where they ended up. I, I thought they were much. Yeah. I had a lot of Max in DFS, but I also had. I, I liked Max. I didn't like Chalky Max, but that was obviously a mistake. Yeah. Um. So anyway, it, it just goes to show you how thin the margins are. You know, I, I put Rory as the chalk bomb. I was having a tough time making the chalk bomb decision last week, and I went with Rory just based off most expensive player. He was two hundred dollars more than John Rahm was the week before in a much stronger field. Uh, you know, and it's and it's a new event or a new golf course that you know we haven't seen Rory play you know at all or maybe maybe one time. So you know, it felt like the way to go. It didn't pay off. Like in retrospect, Russell Henley should have been the chalk bomb. He was owned at like. I don't know, like 18% or something or 25, 22%. And he finished T41. I was just pointing that out because it just goes to show you how thin the margins are here. You got to get that stuff right. Um, so by the way, also last week, we asked everybody to make the Elon Musk comment and whoever had the best comment, would we'd, we'd send them some TJ swag. Larry Mack, Larry Mack on YouTube. You win, sir. Larry's, Larry's idea was if Elon became the, you know, bought the PGA Tour, Elon should put on uh, special Tesla shock devices on every player. And when they are playing too slow, they get shocked right there on the court. <laughs> I thought I that was kind of cool. I, I would love to see Bryson get his, you know, get lit up every, you know, every four holes. And, and even Keegan could definitely be a candidate for one of the, we saw him dancing around yeah. a lot on Sunday. Like, am I ready? Am I not? Uh, anyway, that was a funny comment. It made me laugh. Larry, way to go. Uh, you, sir, you, sir, win. For the comments this week, I will be on site at TPC Craig Ranch on Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday as credentialed media, planning on sitting in on some of the press conferences. Let's see, you got, you got Xander Schauffele tomorrow afternoon, Scotty Scheffler, JT, Jordan Spieth, and Will Zalatoris on schedule for Wednesday. I'll be sitting in those press conferences. Put in the comments, what do you want me to ask these people? What do you want me to ask them? You want me to ask them something kind of, you know, off the wall a little bit, but not too off the wall that the PJ Tour will tell us never to come back. Or something that, that's going to give us some insight from a betting DFS perspective, either on that player or on TPC Craig Ranch, or um, or maybe on uh, or, or maybe you know just on that player themselves. So put that in the comments. Give me a, give us a thumbs up, like, subscribe, subscribe. Put that in the comments and let us know what's up. All right, Pat, let's get to the let's get to the picks, buddy. Nine K and above range on DraftKings. Uh, you know, we're breaking it down. We're going to give you three tournament plays we like, a cash play. Starting with Scotty Scheffler at only 10-9. I'm guessing because of the depth in the field, but no, you know, we don't have the 11K price going on with old Scheffler, uh, which is interesting to see. Then you got JT, DJ, and Jordan rounding out the 10K range. Uh, Hideki, Xander, Burns, Zalatoris, Neiman, Kepka, and Tommy Fleetwood are, uh, are your, your guys up here rounding out the 9K range here. So. What are you going to do, Pat? What do you think? Well, um, this is an interesting area for me. Um, I, I'm going to start in the 9K range here, and, and maybe I'll... I'm still a little undecided, so I'm, I, may, I may be uh, asking you for, you for some advice here. Oh, wow. I do like Hideki at 9,900. Okay. Um, Hideki is... I don't like that. Okay, well, that's okay. Definitely a guy, though, that checks a lot of boxes here. He's top five in approach, opportunities gained, fourth in birdie or better percentage, top ten in par five scoring. Putting is just like Willie Z, who I also like. Uh, always an issue there for Hideki. Um, but I do like Hideki here at 9,900. Also, like I mentioned, I like Willie Z a lot. I liked him on the betting show. I like him here. Um, 
you know, he's at 9,400. If you look at, um, if you look at a model mm. that I may have, he's mm. second in that model, mm. uh, with top, you know, in the top 10 and off the tee approach opportunities gained and birdie or better percentage. He is also top 25 in par five scoring and top 15 in driving distance, which I like as well this week. Um, so Willie Z and Hideki, I'm kind of locked in on right now that I really like. The third one, I don't know. Um, I don't know if I want to j- jump up there to JT at 10-6, or do I want to get really cute, DB, really cute, and go Brooks Kepka at 9,200, who I do think is going to be super low-owned this week. I think he wants to have – he loves playing week the week before a major. We know that about Brooks. He likes to try to find form. So I think he's serious about the week. I don't think he's like just going to you know play halfway and bail or whatever. Um, so I think, I don't know, I'm kind of talking to myself into for GPPs playing Brooks Kepka there at 9,200, even though he's not going to check a lot of boxes for you. He's really not. Um, but I think this, this could be just a, a good kind of gamble week on him in DFS. I mean, are people just gonna say, "Wow, I get to I get to play Scotty Scheffler at you know at, at, in Texas at a course he's on record saying he's familiar with, as hot as he is at only ten nine? Are people just gonna do that because like it seems like a really good value up top for Scheffler? Um, I, I think one of the forgotten guys up here may actually be a guy who who we just saw win, and that's Jordan Spieth. I think Jordan might be a little forgotten at ten one. Are you interested in him at all after winning the RBC Heritage? I mean, there's there's a lot up here. That's why it's kind of tough to peg, you know, who I want exactly. But I don't mind Jordan. I don't mind him. He finished ninth here last year. Um, I I just I, I don't know that are people are people really convinced in Jordan? I I, I don't know if they are. Um, I mean, we know this course is going to play firmer and faster than it did last year. I mean, last year it played really soft. Um, and you know. We're going to get a little more wind, definitely dry conditions here. But uh, I think Spieth is going to be one to watch in terms of ownership. There's a lot you can do here for sure. I, I think the the cash play is for sure Will Zalatoris. Uh, I love that. I mean, I'm a big fan of Burns and Zalatoris. Like in a vacuum, the guys that I like the most and I think are the best volume or best value regardless of ownership are Burns and Zalatoris. Burns finished runner-up here last year, tied the course record with a 62. Zaltoris lives lives in the area, sleeping in his own bed. Said he's played this course a ton growing up, very familiar with it, and he's just due the win. So those two plays, I think, are both going to be pretty popular. Uh, you can roll with either one of them in, in cash. But like we've seen for the last couple of weeks, too, you do, you do have to eat chalk at some point, typically, to, to, yeah. to win a GPP. You, you, know, you can do that. So it may be that these guys are, are those plays. Um, so I, I think for me... <sighs> Burns and Zalatoris, I just love a lot. So I'm in, I'm in on them. Pivots could be anywhere from Neiman, I kind of like Neiman, to Jordan, um, JT, and Scheffler. I mean, I know it's a lot. There's just a lot of, like you said, there's a lot of good names in here. I was starting to come around on Fleetwood, or I was thinking I was liking Fleetwood earlier in the day today, but then when I started digging, I think I'm out. Uh, and I'm out on Kepka. I'm fading Kepka here in, in terms of DFS. I, I think he's, he's obviously got some firepower. He could play well here, but there's just too many other guys around him that I think have just as much, you know, upside uh, that, that I just like better. So, um, See, Fleetwood is a fade for me. I, I just don't, 
I know he's been playing better lately. And so I would, well, it's I would hit kinda, or miss. It's been really hit or miss. Yeah, I'd kind of like it to see if Fleetwood had a little bit higher ownership than he should, and then I, it, it makes it an even better fade. I don't know if that's going to be the case, but for me, Fleetwood is my fade. Well, remember, game. folks, if you're playing DFS and you're playing GPPs, it this is an ownership game. This is a game theory strategy game. You can't just you can't just play all the chalk. You got to have some leverage somewhere. You can't play them all. And you got to have pivots at, at certain places. So make sure you do that. Don't forget that. Also, make sure you visit our friends at Front9Coffee.com, our new coffee sponsor. We talked about them last week. We mentioned, uh, you know, they're going to be doing a special brew for Pat. Going to have, you know, Pat's going to go and select the flavor profile, all the good stuff. We're going to have Pat's image on it. It's going to be beautiful. Pat's going to be on a coffee bag. You could own a piece of Pat right there. I cannot believe that I'm going to be on a coffee bag. Yeah, you could drink a little piece of Pat every morning. You know, if you love coffee, you love golf. These are the folks for you. Small batch artisan coffee, roasted daily, ground to order just for you. Okay. Um, when, you know, if you're, if you go to place an order right now, chances are your coffee bean is green and not even roasted yet. And then they're going to roast it when you order it. You can get it whole bean or you can get it you know fine or coarse grind whatever you want it's delivered to your door anywhere in the u.s and canada ships quickly arrives fresh not all gassy in a bag like the grocery store folks you know what i mean uh based right here in augusta georgia with uh with roasters in greenville south carolina great company great coffee i've been enjoying it pat's been enjoying it go to front9coffee.com that's front the number nine coffee.com and use promo code tj10 to get your 10 percent off your entire order and all your orders subsequently. So, listen, these guys have, have chosen to go in on uh, on the Tour Junkies podcast for, you know, uh, the rest of this season, as well as be a part of our live event in September in Pennsylvania. So if you're a Tour Junkies fan and you like coffee, do us a favor and, and don't, buy, don't buy your next coffee at the grocery store and, and give these guys a try. At least give them a try one time. It would help us out. helps them out. Obviously, uh, we're, we're pumped to have them on board. So very appreciative there. Um, all right, Pat. Let's get to the 8K range. Let's see here. I think I've got, I think I've got a graphic. Do I have a graphic? Boom! Look at this. Look at this fancy look graphic. Look at that. What a what a beautiful looking graphic. Yes, and uh, it starts with Adam Scott at 8,700. Kind of weird. Like there's no 89, 88. Well, they just go to 87. Adam Scott at 87. Gooch at 86. Johnny V at 84. Kokrak 83. Jason Day who had a good a good finish last week at the Wells Fargo 8,200. Adam Wise at 81, Hadwin and Cam Champ rounded out. At Adam Wise, 8,000. Sorry, I said what I say. I said Adam Wise, <laughs> Aaron Wise, yeah. Adam Hadwin and Cam Champ. Um, yeah, for me, I, I love Johnny Vegas here, and I love Aaron Wise. Those are the two plays for me. Um, ch- both guys checking a lot of boxes. Johnny Vegas gaining 10 strokes on approach last week. We talked about him a lot on the betting show. Uh, he just kept bomb and driver at Avenel and didn't gain any strokes off the tee, but that'll be different here. Played golf at University of Texas. He's, uh, you know, a couple of key stats this week are definitely DraftKings points scored. This is going to be a birdie fest. You need guys scoring. Opportunities gained is the proprietary Fantasy National stat you need to be looking at this week. If, if you've not joined Fantasy National yet, the reason for you to join is going to be opportunities gained for this week and many other weeks throughout the year. When it's a birdie fest, when you've got you know, these large fairways that everybody's going to be hitting and these large greens that everybody's going to be hitting, opportunities gained, which is telling you who's hitting it within 15 feet of the hole in or under regulation, that's a stat you're going to want to know. That's your scoring stat. 
Um, and then as well, also the par five scoring. There's four of these par fives. They're all four reachable by most of the field. Uh, I think those are key stats. And Johnny Vegas checks a lot of boxes. So I love him at 8,400. And I love Aaron Wise at 8,100. He's doing the same thing. He's checking a lot of boxes too. Um, it's, all, it's always about the putter for him. Obviously, he's won the Byron Nelson before, but it was at a terrible golf course, not this one. That was back in like 2018. But he's been knocking on the door. He just needs to put four together. I just love the value for both of those guys. So Wise in Vegas for me, and I would play either one of those guys in cash. The fade for me is Adam Scott. I hate paying. I hate. I hate. I just. I don't want to pay. I don't want to. I don't just. I just don't want to play Adam Scott. Typically, he's just middle of the road and so much that I just don't want to. I just don't want to do it when I feel like I could go elsewhere. You know, um, he's only got one top ten in 2022. He didn't play that many events, but you know, this isn't. This isn't. Adam Scott's one you take in like a difficult field when you're not you don't have to rely on him making a bunch of putts. You got to make putts to win a birdie a birdie contest, and he has been putting better. He has been putting better, but I still don't trust him long term. So that's it for me. Adam Scott was you know I like to sometimes just fade a guy, and it's really just because. Oh yeah, the just because fade. That's that's who that's why Adam Scott is my fade, but. I really think in a field like this, there's a little bit of just name recognition that is, you know, why his price is where it is. And I, I just don't, I don't like play, paying 8700 there. So I'm with you there. Um, I, I'm with you on Johnny Vegas. He's my favorite play really in this, in this 8400 range. Um, I, I think if I'm taking a cash play, he'd be my cash play as well. So I like Vegas at 8400. Um, I like Cam Champ at 8000. And and I think Cam is is a guy that is always sort of hit or miss. He's kind of like Matthew Wolf, who's also in the field and has been a little hit or miss. They're yeah. very comparable players. Yeah, they are. Um, with very different swings, but they both are extremely long off the tee. Um, and they play courses differently um because of the fact that they're so long. And so they, they're not like hitting, you know, longer irons into some of these greens. A lot of the times they have wedges and things like that on especially you know, on a on a course that um, like this, where you have four par fives that are all reachable in two, I think Cam Champ is going to obliterate these par fives, and that's the reason I like him this week. Um, you know, he is top twenty in the field in par five scoring. He's putting really well lately. If you just look at the last event, he gained six point eight strokes um, at the Mexico Open. So. That's pretty damn good. Now, his approach play has not been that great, but I just feel like, um, you know, what we've seen from Cam Champ recently with that, you know, nobody expected what he did at the Masters with the top 15. And then he follows that up with a good finish at the Mexico, Mexico Open. So I like Cam Champ there at 8,000. And Adam Scott was my fade, too. So. Yeah, I, I can't get down with Cam Champ. The irons are too piss poor for me. Not going to create enough. I mean, I, I, I know he'll do well in the par fives, but I just, the irons have been so bad for him. I don't understand how you could, how he could be that bad with his, with his irons, but yeah. And I, and I do like Matt Wolf. We'll get to him in a second. Um, but before we get to the 7K range, Pat, we've got a promo from Price Picks that involves one of our favorite players in the world. And I'm going to put it up on the screen. I love a good promo. Look at this. Look at this. Woo! Look at. Look at that. Exclusive offer. If Siwoo Kim finishes one hole at the, at the Byron Nelson, he tees off on Thursday on number one or number 10, and he finishes the hole, 
then if you're a new depositor to prize picks using promo code TJ, they're going to automatically put $50 into your account right then and there. As soon as you finish with the hole, you're going to get $50 into your account. Boom, bang, boom, bop. Done. Beep, bop, beep, bop. You know, it's done. So all you got to do is you have to be a new user to prize picks. A lot of you have already signed up for prize picks. This is not for you, but keep rocking. You know what I mean? We're having a lot of fun prize picks in the nut hut, winning a bunch of money. Not just on golf, on a lot of stuff. NBA, WNBA. I saw people hitting that. Uh, Major League Baseball earlier in the week. Um, so here's how it works. New listener, sign up at prizepicks.com. Make sure you put in the promo code TJ or you don't get the bonus. So promo code TJ, and uh, you have to play in a $5 PGA Tour entry, PGA Tour contest. So you pick two or more players, put five bucks on it. You don't even have to put Siwoo. Siwoo doesn't have to be one of the players. If he's not up there, not a play you want to use, he doesn't have to be. It doesn't matter. You're still going to get the $50 as soon as he finishes one hole at TPC Craig Ranch. And now, Price Picks is legal in 31 states, Pat. They just went legal in New York, baby. 31. I was, I was in New York a couple weeks ago. Freaking could gamble my, my, you know, gamble my heart away to anything I want. Smoke weed legally, recreationally. You know, like you could, you could almost kill someone in New York legally. But can you, you can defecate on the sidewalk in New York. But can you place a, you know, can you place a, a prop contest with two of your favorite golfers to hit under or over in greens and regulation? Absolutely not. But now you can. Now you can. Well, and you know, prize fixes, you know, if, if you're playing DFS and you're, you know, you're reluctant to tell people about the advice that you're getting from the tour junkies because right. maybe yeah. it's good and, um, you know, you're winning your, your little 10-man contest. Yeah. Your, you your can tell people contest. about prize picks. Yeah. It's, it's not going to matter. Like, that, that person's not going to beat you yeah. because you're telling them about prospects and signing up under our code, and, and you're all winning money. Like, you're, like yeah. this is a good community thing. Yeah, you can win together. It's just you versus the projected numbers. You're going to pick yeah. two to five players, pick an over-under on whatever the projection is. You know, you can win 10x, sometimes 12x, depending on what's, what's happening that week. Uh, you can do all kind of sports. You can do mixed sport combos. So you can do an NBA, golf contest, Major League Baseball, whatever. Yeah. You can mix it up. The app is awesome. They offer safe and fast withdrawals. Uh, it's, the, it's, just, it's just the best props or pick em, you know, contest you could possibly play. We love prize picks. And, yeah, like I said, in the Nut Hut, it is popping. If you are a paid member of the Nut Hut, the prize picks channel alone will help you earn your $10 or $90 easily. I promise you. So hop up in there. Use promo code TJ. All right, Pat. Let's talk the 7K range, the beefy sevens. You know what I mean? Uh, leading off is Seamus Power and Alex Noren. You got, you know, you got some DFS darlings in here. Our boy Siwoo right there, th thanks to the, uh, you know, prize pick contest. Siwoo is 7,800. Mito Pereira, DFS darling, 7,600. He's back. Sepp Straka coming off a miscut, which killed me a lot in a lot of my DFS contests. He's back. Ryan Palmer's a 7,400, Pat. He shot a 62 here at this course. Ties the quarter course record along with Sam Burns, but his was not in competition at TPC Craig Ranch. Uh, you know, Luke Liss is up in here. Aaron Rye, CH3, Matt Wolf's down there. My boy David Lipsky, who pissed me off last week's in here. Uh, Scott Stallings, friend of the podcast, is here. Carlos Ortiz, another Texas Texas guy, Texas college player there. there this is the 7. Welcome to the 7K range. And I'll, I'll start there near the bottom. You know, you, you've already kind of teed me up for this, but I mean, Matt Wolf is for sure in play for me at 7,200. The difference between Matt Wolf and Cam Champ, even though they are a very similar player profile, is I can save $800 in DraftKings for the volatility that I get 
uh, with Matt Wolf, and I like it. And I can't believe he played as well as he did. I definitely did not see that coming. And maybe people are going to jump all over that, and, and a chalky $7,200 Matt Wolf is probably not something that I will get down with. Um, but, you know, gain strokes across the board except for off the tee broke dead even, but it's because, you know, his distance was, you know, I, I don't know. He, he didn't hit enough fairways at TPC Potomac or whatever, and it, it penalized him. But he's not going to be as penalized here. I, I like the upside of Matt Wolf, um, winning upside, and a lot of scoring can come out of this kid when he's firing. Uh, and he's a streaky player. So, you know, PGA Tour winner, plenty of top fives, bunch of runner-ups. I think he's had like four or five runner-ups in his PGA Tour career. So, like, when he gets going, he can go. And I got to believe he's wanting to peak and, and, and play his best, you know, in the state of Oklahoma where he went to school next week for the PGA Championship. So, to me, Matt Wolf at, at 7,200 is a tremendous value with a lot of upside. I like that a lot. Um... You know, I mean, I'm definitely, I'm going to leave a few of these. I know there's some agreement with, uh, with you and I here. I think I, I am going to steal this one, though. I'm going to leave another one for you. But Keith Mitchell at 7,500. Uh. T26 here last year. And he's coming off this miscut. But, you know, I, I, that was not a great course for Keith Mitchell whatsoever. TPC Potomac was not. He was 17% owned. Definitely irritated a lot of folks. Okay. Um, 17% on still gain strokes on approach, still gain strokes putting, which that's what he normally does. You know what he didn't do well? He didn't scramble well, which he never scrambled. He doesn't scramble well anyway. Like historically over his career, not a good scrambler. Not going to need that here at TPC Craig Grant. If you do, you're already in trouble. But he lost a stroke and a half off the tee because he was hindered. You know, we talk about this with some of these shorter courses that may require a little bit more precision. It doesn't mean a, a bomber can't play well and can't club down and be fine and gain strokes, but it does neuter them to some extent. It, like, neuters the upside a bit, right? And that's what happens to Keith Mitchell. But before that, like, let's look at the year Keith Mitchell's had. It's very solid, okay? Uh, and he, this, this play suits him much, much, much better. Again, played it last year before the PGA finished 26th. I think Keith Mitchell could be a sneaky tournament play at, uh, at 7,500. And, and then it's probably going to be you know, probably going to be Mav McNeely because I'm, I'm DB and uh, Mav McNeely is my guy. So at 7,800, I'm in on Mav McNeely. I'm in on the scoring. I'm in on the upside. I'm in on the very high floor that I think he brings you in DFS. Uh, and I think the kid's ready to win. He's already been battle-tested late on a Sunday and, ch- you know, choked it up. And I, but I think he's ready now. I think he's also the cash play. Uh, but there's, there's some more names in here I know I like and I know you like and we agree on. But I think Mitchell is going to give you a, a little bit of a pivot here. Um, and, and then Mav is a safe, safe guy, and Wolf is a cheap guy with a lot of upside. My fade here is the, the defending champion, K.H. Lee. You know, I, I tend to fade a guy who's coming back to the first tournament he won, and now he's the defending champ with added crap to do. Plus, he's not playing that great. So I'm out on K.H. Lee. Maybe that's He was almost first-round leader last week. Yeah. And then and that did. Four but, rounds, four rounds in a golf tournament. So. I know. Um, wow. So we have a lot of agreement, and we have a lot of guys. That, so I, I apparently just drank the DB Kool Aid this week because mm. I have Mag, Mav McNeely, Keith Mitchell are my two favorite plays. And well, you didn't mention them because I think you saved them for me. And that is Kurt Kitayama yeah. at seventy four hundred. I love Kitayama this week. He is a guy that definitely fits the profile here. I hope I'm not late to the party here in DFS. Um, 
because he's just been fantastic lately. You know, second place finish at Mexico Open. Back that up on a course where I didn't think it was like as good of a fit at all um, for him this week. Um, but with the top 15. So it, it's going to be interesting to see this because look, okay, runner up at the Mexico Open. And I get it. It, it kind of came out of nowhere despite him finishing third at the Honda. Okay. Yeah. But after he finished second at the Mexico Open, like people were still like, eh, no, like I don't know if I believe this. Right. And, and then he, on average, Fantasy National has his ownership at like 2% at the Wells Fargo. So yeah. after the runner up in Mexico, still only 2%. At the Wells Fargo, and he gains, you know, eleven strokes ball striking last week and finishes fifteenth. I think he's just—I don't know. I mean, he's—I think he's—he's he's gonna get some traction, but we'll see what it actually ends up being. Is Pat Mayo I, doing a show this week? I know he's on vacation. If Mayo's yeah, not doing a show, maybe it uh, suppresses. I, I don't know. I'll be interested to see. But look, the guy is very long off the tee, um, and you know, when you look at just the stats in general, he, he, he will certainly check a lot of boxes. I'll, I'll give you just a few other than just, you know, the driving distance numbers for him. He's also third in the field right now in strokes gained approach. He is eight in opportunities gained. He's second in birdie or better percentage. And he's 11th in driving distance. The so Kurt Kitayama is, um, you know, he is going to fit the bill for you this week when you're looking at a profile for a guy that can play well in this course. So I like him a lot there at 7,400. We'll see where the ownership is. Um, I'd like to pick a few, I guess, that you didn't. Um, so I'll go with Lonto Griffin at 7,700. I think that's another good play. Um, it, you know, across the board for him. He puts well on, or on bent grass greens. He's top 20 in opportunities gained, top 25 in strokes gained approach. Good off the tee. So Lonto Griffin also is another one that I like there at 7,700. Um, you know, fading here was was kind of tough for me. I hate to do this because I know the Aussie fans always hate when I fade an Aussie, but I'm going to fade Mark Leishman. I, I don't really see a lot of upside in Mark Leishman right now. Mm. And what's he do? What is Leishman doing? And what is he doing that's really any any good? You know, Leishman hurt me last week too because I came around on him on Wednesday and I talked him up in the nut hut and kind of looking at ownership. And he came out the gate hot. And then just some big numbers got him. Big numbers got him. Yeah, I don't know, man. I don't know. So I think the official fade for me is going to be Leash. There you go. Sorry. Sorry, Sorry Leash. to my can- kangaroo bouncing friends. Kangaroo bouncing friends. Uh, what was it you called me last week? You got mad at me because I was doing something and you said I was like an adult baby kid. Is that what it was in the Nut Hut you called me or something? We got yeah, into a fight yeah, on, in the Nut You know, that's another reason to join the Nut Hut. If you really want to, you know, be a part, get a front row seat of me and Pat yelling at each other and getting in fights, then it happens ev- almost every Wednesday night. Like, we, we get in arguments. But Pat called me an I adult baby I forgot about calling kid. you adult baby, an adult baby kid. I think I texted that. Yeah, you, t- yeah, you texted me. But, I, but then I put it in the Nut Hut. I showed yeah. you. Yeah, you, you were, yeah. Um, by the way, we might have some swag coming out on, uh, when I touch myself, it doesn't involve Rory Pat's, Pat's famous banger that our, our, our listener, Matt Madonna, uh, you know, we, we played for everybody last week. So be on the lookout for that. That's going to be really exciting. Um, yeah, it's going to be great. I might wear that shirt every day, Pat. 
I might wear it every day. There's also been talks of a, a Rudy the Gerbil t-shirt that's been in there, you know. So maybe, you know, if you'll buy, if you would buy any one of those t-shirts, put that in the comments. If you got nothing else to yeah. comment about the, you know, I asked people to comment on what questions you'd like me to answer to ask. In should, the, I mean, should we play the Rory thing just to? I don't know if we do. We have it. We, have we it played ready? it twice last week. I don't. I don't know. Yeah, we do have it. Should we play it? Yeah, I think we should. Play okay, it. let's play it. When I touch myself. Dude, you know we, you know an underrated part of that song we didn't talk about last week is is at the end after you say that and it goes that boop, 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 boop. like that's a that 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 feels nice that feels really nice yeah a uh, a, a a touch myself um a touch myself t shirt I I for sure would would definitely wear every day also something that I'm I'm literally using every day Pat. Because I need a little bit more energy because this full-time DJ stuff is taking it out of me. And, uh, you know, I need an optimized immune system because there's all kind of germs out there, you know. And I don't like taking pills. Uh, it, and it's, it's our friends over at Athletic Greens. I've been taking a little AG1. And it's actually a supplement that tastes delicious. It really does taste great. You know that. You've been taking it too. And um, it doesn't taste like it's super healthy, which is weird because healthy stuff usually tastes terrible. It has like a, a really mild, like tropical taste. I could actually wake up in the morning and be okay about, about doing. So with one delicious scoop of AG1, you're absorbing 75 quality vitamins, minerals, whole food source, superfoods, probiotics, and adaptogens to help you start your day on the right side. You know what I mean? It contains less than one gram of sugar. That's important, you know, for all you, if you were trying to watch that gut fat. You know, less than one gram of sugar, no GMOs, no nasty chemicals or artificial anything. And it tastes good. Supports better sleep and recovery. Uh, so AG1, it's all you need. You take, it's the one thing you need to do every day to take good care of yourself. And it costs less than $3 a day. You're investing in your health and it's cheaper than a cold brew or whatever it is you're doing. And they've, Athletic Greens has over 7,000 five-star reviews online. Right now, it's time to reclaim your health and arm your immune system with convenient daily nutrition. It's just one scoop and a cup of water every day. That's it. No need for a million different pills and supplements and all that stuff to look out for your health. To make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com slash tourjunkies. Again, that is athleticgreens.com slash tourjunkies to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance with that ag1 hitter baby athleticgreens.com slash tour junkies another partner a new partner that's uh partnering for quite some time and we appreciate that especially you know when when the when the partners come on and they partner for a little while like we want to give them some love they're putting a lot of trust in us and in our listeners and in uh you know the engagement that we have and the audience that we have and we we only partner with products that we feel like are appropriate for you guys and are and make sense okay and you know we got a lot of old listeners like us you know getting gray Getting oh, we great. get requests. We get requests for stuff. 
stuff and we turn it down. Yeah, we do. Like they're they're not gonna be interested in that. But we this- are just whoring ourselves out for every little company, okay? It it may look like that at some times, but it's not really the case. You know, I had a, a a YouTube viewer tell me that I nice his only comment on the YouTube video was nice bags under your eyes, DB. And I thought to myself, shit, man, that's not nice. You know, I'm getting old. I got three kids, you know? Um, but actually, I realized it was it was a morning I had not drank my athletic greens, you know, so maybe that's why. Anyway, partner partner with us. You know, we need we need it. All right, let's look at the 6K range, and uh, and then we'll do our, our uh, two-minute men lineup, which can has to be better than the one we did last week. Uh, 6K range here, you got Danny Willett. Okay. You got him. You got so many players. Grayson Siggs up in here. Um, Charles Schwartzel. Fun fact, Charles Schwartzel. Yeah. Carl Schwartzel, one of like four players to shoot a 63 here last year, along with Jordan Spieth, who I just mentioned. Uh, our boy Smotherman, uh, and that's it. You know, it's a, it's the 6K range. Okay, um, 6K range for me is pretty cut and dry. It is Swafford. I talked about it on the betting show. You know, Huddy after his win ha- had a little little cold cold streak. Well, I found out last week, Pat that he, he broke his driver that he was very comfortable with, had a lot of trust in. Driver went, went broken, got broken. Took him a little bit to figure it out and get a new one. He's hitting it better. Checks a lot of boxes, and he's pretty cheap. Um, to me, Swafford's a pretty nice value considering you know, the upside. He's, a, he's a, a guy who's won plenty of birdie fest in his day, including one not that long ago. 6,700 is nice. Um, I, I, I like... Austin Smotherman a ton at 6,600. Our boy, Austin Goggert, caddying for him again this week. His first time on the bag with Smotherman was last week. Led him to a 25th place finish. The week before that, Goggs caddied for Patrick Rogers and led him to a 10th place finish at the Mexico Open. Now, I like what Goggerts and, uh, and, and Smotherman are doing together. And this is a much better course for Austin than was PPC Potomac because Potomac, you know, re- required a little more finesse around the greens, a little better you know, putting, this, is, this isn't going to require anything of him around the greens. And he's been ball striking very nicely. Austin Smotherman is eight in the last 24 rounds in strokes gain approach and 18th in good drives gained. Two of the most important stats to me this week in terms of scoring. You're going to need both of those. Um, and then I got two guys, Pat, that are really cheap. And one of them we haven't even talked about yet. The other one I was, was a big reveal on the betting show. How about Callum Terran? At $6,400. Yeah. That sounds like a girl that I hit on at the skating rink back in the, in the 90s. But um, it's not. Now, doesn't check the box in strokes gained approach over the last 24 rounds, but does an opportunities gain. So at least he's, the ones he's hitting well, he's hitting close, right? He's 36th in this field. In this field. It's a strong field. 36th in the field in DraftKings points scored over the last 24 rounds. 43rd in, a, in uh, off the tee. 11th in distance and ninth in uh, very you know recent form in putting uh, over the last 12 rounds. Colum Terran, I think he's I think he's from England or something. I don't know. I could be wrong. I could totally be making that up. I've done that to a couple players before. Uh, we haven't seen him do very well at all uh, in really any tournament on the PJ Tour outside of the Puerto Rico. So this is definitely a, a long shot. But he's checking boxes to be 6400. Interesting play there. And then the last one for me um, is way on down here. Where is he? I've already passed him. Oh, no, 6,200. 
Brandon Hate, the bomber, mm-hmm. lo- one of the longer hitters on tour, checks the box in par five scoring, and the putting is the putting is hot right now. Brandon Hagee at sixty two hundred. That's it for me. I don't think I'll have a lot here though. I don't think I'll be doing a lot in the six K range, except well, for Smotherman. I think I'm gonna have a good bit of Smotherman and and maybe Swafford. For me here, when you get into the six K ranges, is you know, it is what it is. They're all mostly in this range for for a reason. Um, they're not gonna check a, a ton of boxes, meaning there's not gonna be like you know, if you're looking at off the tee approach, um, you know, putting whatever. They're not all gonna you yeah. know check them all. So I, I I tend to look more at recent form down here, um, in general. If I'm just giving a little inside, you know, track into what I'm looking at, and so there's a few guys here that I like the form, um, that I think are worth playing. I think Steven Yeager, you know, he's a guy that has missed some cuts on tour this year, but he, you know, the last two weeks he's got a T15 in Mexico and then the top 10 last week at the Wells Fargo, kind of a sneaky top 10 at the Wells Fargo, but still T six there. So Steven Yeager, I do like, um, another one that I like down here is, um, you know, a guy I like, I've been, I've liked for a few weeks here is, uh, Scott Piercy. Um, you know, he's made his last three cuts with the 12th at the RBC heritage 33rd in Mexico. And then a T 37 last week, I think that's uh, also a good play. I'm, I was with you on Swafford. Um, big fan of all Swafford there uh, at 6,700. And then, I mean, DB, how, how can I not talk about Wyndham Clark at 6,900? I, I have to go Wyndham Clark. He's made at least his last four cuts with the 22nd at, at Corrales, a T35 at the Heritage, plenty long off the tee. Wyndham Clark, 6,900. I just can't. Okay. I can't avoid it. Uh, yeah. Okay. You could. You could. But I could. But, but you won't. Personally, I have a trouble with it. So. Okay. I get it. I totally get it. All right. Um, let's get to the two-minute men, Pat. And it was ugly last week. We did have Cam Young finish second. We did have C.T. Pan. You remember? Remember last week you finally got me over the over the hump with C.T. Pan, and I played him, and he he did well, and I, that was yeah. the first time I'd ever played him. You finally taught me into. We got we had Siwoo who made the cut and kind of didn't didn't do great, and then we had three missed cuts. So maybe you should just fade the two minute men lineup. Maybe that's why we're doing it. So we should maybe we should do that. Um, all right, Pat, can you get the can you get the timer going? Yep, got it ready. Um, okay. By the way, don't forget if you're watching on YouTube, um, please comment. Put in a comment. Tell us. Tell us. Give me a question you want me to ask. Uh, one of the players in the press conference uh, at the uh, at the at Craig Ranch tomorrow or Wednesday, and um, and also if you can't think of anything for that, just would you buy a I touch myself T-shirt or a Rudy the Gerbil T-shirt if we did that? All right, Pat, I think I'm ready. That we had a lot of agreements, so this shouldn't be too hard, except for yeah. maybe what we do up top. I think could be a little sticky. All right, ready? You tell me when. Ready? Go. All right. Uh. I've talked myself a little bit into. I, th- I think Jordan Spieth is not going to be chalky. Shot I, don't, a, I, don't, I don't mind going. Jordan. Shot a sixty-three here last year at one point. All right, Jordan, okay. where do you want to go? What you want to do? Um, I, I kind of if we're dropping down, then uh, I I want to go like either Vegas or Wise. Hmm. Let's go Vegas. I like okay. I like both a lot, but I, I think 
think Vegas will be lower owned. Wise is a DFS darling for sure. All right. Uh, what about what about Lanto? Yeah, Lanto perennially underowned. Like big just in, always underowned. Big, yeah, big fan of Lanto. Okay, who else? Did we go Kitayama? I was gonna say we go down to Kitayama. We have to. We we have to play Kitayama. Uh, all right, we got eighty two hundred left. We got two players. Do we want to? Let me ask you this. Do we want to go up? One thing we could do is jump up to like, just can't. That uh, we could go. I was trying to get. Can we hit Willie Z? I, was, then... I just put Willie Z in there, and I was seeing if we could get to 7,200 with Matt Wolf, but we can't. It puts us at 7K. So we could go. How much time do we have? 30 seconds. We could go Swafford or Smotherman with Willie Z. Let's put Willie Z in there and let's go uh let's go Smotherman. I like it. I was hoping yeah. you would say that. Yeah. I like that. All right, that leaves four hundred dollars on the table. We went with Jordan Spieth, Willie Z. We went with Lonzo Griffin, uh Jonathan Vegas. Sorry, missed him. Kurt Kitayama and Austin Smotherman. That is your two minute men lineup. I like that one. I like that one a lot. Yeah. Actually. Um Ate a little bit of chalk with Willie Z. Maybe Jordan ends up chalky. Maybe Vegas ends up chalky. Uh, but I, I like it a lot. There you go. There you have it. That's the Tour Junkies podcast for the 2022 Byron Nelson. We'll be back this week, actually, on Sunday night. We'll, we'll do the, um, the PGA Championship show from Southern Hills. going to be a great week at Southern Hills. I'm really looking forward to that golf course. By the way, the course breakdown for Southern Hills drops on the YouTube channel on Wednesday, and it also drops in podcast feeds on Wednesday morning. I did a bunch of research on Southern Hills, like a 15 to 20-minute video. It's a little bit longer than I normally like to do, but it's a, it's, it's a major championship week. It's got everything you need to know about it, so you don't have to do any of the research your own. I've done it for you. It's got player quotes in there, uh, a quote, quote or two from Gil Hance, who did the renovation in 2018. Uh, so that's Southern Hills coming up. And a bunch of, a bunch of content uh, out on the Tour Junkies YouTube channel this week for the Byron Nelson, as well as some, some great new blog content. If you've, not, if you've not gone over and checked out the updated, upgraded Tour Junkies blog with some fresh new faces, articles, content, you know, if you look at that thing on a Wednesday afternoon, you see some new pieces out there that are really good. So check that out as well. It's all free. And we'll see you in the Nut Hut on Wednesday night, people. May your screens be green. See you. Oh!